You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to GI Insights, where we cover the latest clinical issues, trends, and technologies in gastroenterological practice. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. Your host for GI Insights is Professor of Medicine at University of Illinois Chicago, Dr. Jay Goldstein. Changes are on the horizon for the White House and for Medicare. Will physicians continue to see their pay cut by Medicare? And what else do physicians need to know about their approach to Medicare in the years to come? Joining us to discuss update new developments in reimbursement in Medicare is Dr. Carla Ginsberg, Assistant Clinical Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School and a practicing gastroenterologist in Newton, Massachusetts. Dr. Ginsberg is also the private practice counselor on the governing board of the AGA. Welcome, Dr. Ginsberg. Thank you. Well, I want to give us a little historical perspective. Why over the past few years are physicians constantly dealing with Medicare cuts? To briefly summarize this, decreased reimbursements to doctors occurs automatically, and really this is because of a flawed formula, which is called the SGR or the Sustainable Growth Rate. But that reduces Medicare payments to doctors whenever the growth in spending of physician-related services exceeds the gross domestic product. So the culprit really is that there's a total expenditure target that's set by Medicare, and when total spending is above the target, reimbursement decreases. And this really has been the case for over the past eight years. It's not working because there are many factors which affect spending by doctors which really are beyond our control, I mean, such as aging population, changes in practices driven by tort reform, or mandated um, welcome to Medicare visits. What about technology? It's tech, definitely, and new screening, changes in laws and new screening, just like colonoscopies, I mean, is a new screening as of, you know, within the past five years or so, and technology-driven. So, it's true, all these factors are beyond our control, but they're not taken into account with the formula. Well, I know it's very hard to predict the future, but I'm going to ask the question, what is going to happen to physician payments in 2009? Okay, well, just to give you, again, a slight background, Payment cuts were scheduled to occur in July 2008, July 1st, actually. But on July 9th, the Senate, in a very bitterly partisan dispute, passed what they call the Medicare bill. And this bill actually canceled the payment cut that had been scheduled to occur July 1st and really used a Medicare Advantage program, which is a major source of funding for the fix. And while Bush vetoed the bill because it would reduce federal payments to the Medicare Advantage plan, the House and Senate overrode the veto, and the 10.6% payment cut was averted. And that's when Senator Kennedy appeared in, in Congress, which you might have read about. This is all in July. So, But now, in 2009, this new Medicare bill provides an 18-month remedy to the proposed cuts, and we get now a 1.1% increase in payments to all doctors in 2009. But actually, gastroenterologists will receive 3% more. And this includes really a 2% increase in practice expenses due to an application of a survey, which was provided by the AGA, actually, and some other societies. So we're actually going to get a 3%. But it's then, it's an 18-month fix. And at the end of 18 months? We have to go for another fix. I mean, unless something changes, we will have a decrease of 5%. And over the next 10 years, if things don't change, it will be 40% decrease in reimbursement. Are there other provisions in this Medicare bill that our listeners should know about? 
Yeah, I mean, there's about three basic other provisions. One is it's going to extend the extending the physician quality reporting initiative, which is called the PQRI, until January 1st, 2011, and that increases our bonuses to 2% if we do this. And actually, a PQRI fund has been created to set aside money to pay doctors for this, and there's apparently $5 billion available to 2013. The other thing it provides is bonuses to those doctors who do e-prescribing, between 2009 and 2011, and penalties once e-prescribing becomes mandatory, which it does in 2011. And also it requires facilities performing advanced diagnostic imaging services to be accredited by January 1st in order to be eligible for the technical component of the Medicare payment. Accredited by whom? By the government, actually, Medicare, CMS. Well, it sounds to me like we're on a roller coaster, up and down. Oh, yeah, and it's, like I said, over the past eight years, we've been getting decreases, but there's always been a fix every year so that we actually didn't see the decreases. It's always been either the same or maybe a percentage increase or so. But it's been up and down for the past eight years. Well, we don't live in a vacuum, so what other factors actually are going to affect reimbursement in years to come? Sure. Well, besides for that flawed formula... There are other factors. You know, due to a shortage of primary care doctors and what's been called the crisis in primary care, many are calling for a fundamental change in the way primary care is delivered and financed, actually. And this new model is called, which you might have heard of, it's called the patient-centered medical home. And it links patients to a personal physician who provides improved communication and comprehensive care and a practice that actually has to qualify as a medical home. And the problem is a revised reimbursement model based on four separate payments has been proposed for this. And the possibility does exist that money to support this initiative will be taken away from the specialists. So that's a problem. In addition, the new reimbursement system for the ambulatory surgical centers, with the ASCs, ties the ASC reimbursement to 65% of the hospital outpatient department rate. And this is a big drop for us. Since the new system must be budget neutral, the system is merely a redistribution of funds away from specialties with higher payments, which we've had. So this is a a decrease for us as well. Let's review that for a second. The ASCs will get reduced reimbursement? Yeah, because ophthalmology and GI were getting maybe, I, I think it was in the 80s of the hospital outpatient department. And because of this new reimbursement system for ASCs, now it's going to only be 65% of the hospital outpatient department rates. And this has been starting to be phased in, this year, I think it was this year already. They're phasing this in. So people who have ASCs are getting less now. And will be getting less in the future? Yes. down to Once it hits 65%, it's going to be held at that of the hospital outpatient departments. But it definitely is a, a decrease in payments for GI and ophthalmology. That will significantly affect many of our practicing gastroenterologists. The AGA has actually been advocating to change this. We've been trying to change this, but it's hard because it's just GI and ophthalmology that really would like to have this changed, and and I don't think it will be. Well, let's move on for a second here. You know, the elections were recently concluded. We have a new president-elect. What do you think are the key points of his new Medicare plan, how will it affect gastroenterologists? Well, President-elect Obama actually sees the Medicare physician payment system as really part of a larger problem and must be reformed along with part of a comprehensive health reform. He really doesn't want to just zero in on this one issue without bigger fixes. 
So his plan would require, obviously, greater transparency around quality and costs and requiring providers actually to collect and publicly report measures of health care costs and quality. I think that the health care analysts expect the new president and Congress to undertake really a sweeping overhaul of the health care industry not very soon. I don't think it's expected because I think the more pressing needs of the economy make it unlikely that really big changes in health care can quickly make their way to the top of the agenda. I think many analysts expect Congress to take some steps to address the increasing costs, though, of medical care, and I think high on the list is covering more children under the federally subsidized state children's health insurance program. And I think, however, they might also try some relatively inexpensive other changes which will affect us, like pushing harder for the adoption of electronic health records or requiring hospitals and doctors to report publicly both the costs and outcomes of their care and to sort of to enable patients to comparison shop. I think that's going to be big changes. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to GI Insights on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Goldstein, and joining me today to discuss an update on the newer developments in reimbursement in Medicare is Dr. Carla Ginsberg, Assistant Clinical Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School and a practicing gastroenterologist in Newton, Massachusetts. Dr. Ginsberg is also the private practice counselor on the governing board of the AGA. Let me kind of summarize something here. Less reimbursement, more quality reporting, e-prescribing, e-medical records, each coming with a cost, and lower reimbursement. Right, exactly. How does this work out financially for the gastroenterologist? Well, this doesn't look good. I mean, if things don't change, there's going to continue to be temporary fixes by the government and decreases in physician reimbursement because, as we said before, under the current formula, physicians are going to face cuts of probably more than 5% a year and between up to 2012, more than 40% over the next eight years. I mean, I think the physician reimbursement is becoming more closely linked to quality measures and costs, and this is going to be a problem. And, And AGA, actually, in all of medicine, has to advocate for the new administration to bring Medicare payment system reform to the forefront. And well, actually, over the past year, the Senate Finance Committee met with the AGA and other specialty organizations and assured us that they would address the funding mechanism more broadly in 2009, but that does remain to be seen. It's important to recognize the problem. It's more important to provide a solution to the problem. What does the AGA feel about how to solve the problem other than give us more money? There have been some uh, solutions that have been suggested, although they're very costly. I mean, Setting appropriate fees for physician services entails balancing the need to pay doctors enough to ensure patient access to care and budgeting the budgeting pressures created by the increasing health care costs. So there have been some suggestions out there. One would be to repeal, obviously, the flawed formula and transition to a system of six different expenditure targets in 2010. Again, this is very costly. Another suggestion has been to repeal the formula and replace it with a system that takes into account the actual cost of providing care to medical patients, and this is called what's the Medicare Economic Index. I'd like to thank my guest from Harvard Medical School, Dr. Carla Ginsberg, who is in private practice and the private practice counselor on the governing board of the AGA. Dr. Ginsberg, thank you very much for being our guest this week. Thank you. Thanks very much. You have been listening to GI Insights on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. 
For additional information on this program and on-demand podcasts, visit us at ReachMD.com and use promo code AGA. Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America is proud to sponsor this important and quality programming for ReachMD listeners. Takeda does not control the editorial content of this broadcast. The views expressed are solely those of the guests who are selected by the AGA Institute. Based in Deerfield, Illinois, Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America is a wholly owned subsidiary of Takeda Pharmaceutical Company Limited, the largest pharmaceutical company in Japan. In the United States, Takeda markets products for diabetes, insomnia, wakefulness, and gastroenterology, and is developing products in the areas of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and other conditions. Takeda is committed to striving toward better health for individuals and progress in medicine by developing superior pharmaceutical products. To learn more about the company and its products, visit www.tpna.com.